Good evening, good evening, good evening, everybody. My name is Catherine Baldwin, and here we are again to do another podcast. Uh, tonight, we're going to switch topics, and we're going to talk about faith. And I'm not just talking about faith, you know, as a generic term. I'm talking about faith when the odds are against you. So, let's go ahead and get into our daily readings today. Here's your first reading. Meanwhile, Jacob, having departed from Beersheba, continued on to Haran. And when he had arrived at a certain place, where he would rest after the setting of the sun, he took some of the stones that lay there, and placing them under the head, uh, under his head, he slept in the same place. And he saw in his sleep a ladder standing upon the earth, with its top touching heaven. Also the angels of God ascending and descending by it. And the Lord, leaning upon the ladder, saying to him, I am the Lord, the God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. The land in which you sleep I will give to you and to your offspring. And your offspring will be like the dust of the earth. You will spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the meridian. And in you and in your offspring all the tribes of the earth shall be blessed. And I will be your guardian wherever you will journey. And I will bring you back into this land. Neither will I dismiss you until I have accomplished all that I have said. And when Jacob had awoken from sleep, he said, Truly the Lord is in this place. And I did not know it. And being terrified, he said, How terrible this place is. This is is nothing other than the house of God and the gateway of heaven. Therefore Jacob, arising in the morning, took the stone which he had placed under his head, and he set it up as monument, pouring oil all of it, over oil over it. And he called the name of the city Bethel, which before was called Luz. And then he made a vow, saying, If God will be with me, and will guard me along the way by which I walk, and will give me bread to eat and clothing to wear, and if I will return prosperously to my father's house, Then the Lord will be my God, and this stone which I have set up as a monument will be called the house of God. Responsorial Psalm The praise of a canticle of David. Whoever dwells with the assistance of the Most High will abide in the protection of the God of heaven. He will say to the Lord, You are my supporter and my refuge. My God, I will hope in him. For he has freed me from the snare of those who go hunting and from the harsh word. He will overshadow you with his shoulders, and you will hope under his wings. Because he has hoped in me, I will free him. I will protect him because he has known my name. He will cry out to me, and I will heed him. I am with him in tribulation. Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. As he was speaking these things to them, behold, A certain ruler approached and adored him, saying, Lord, my daughter has recently passed away, but come and impose your hand upon her, and she will live. And Jesus, rising up, followed him with his disciples. And behold, a woman, who had suffered from a flow of blood for twelve years, approached him behind and touched the hem of his garment. For she said within herself, If I touch even his garment, I shall be saved. But Jesus, seeing and turning her, said, Be strengthened in faith, daughter, your faith has made you well. And the woman was made well from that hour. And when Jesus had arrived in the house of the ruler, and he had seen the musicians and the terminus crowd, he said, Depart, for the girl is not dead, but asleep. And they derided him. And when the crowd had been sent away, he entered. And he took her by the hand, and the girl rose up. And the news of this went out to that entire land. Gospel of the Lord.
praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So, what do all these things have in common? Well, we're talking about faith. We're talking about the faith of the woman, the faith of Jacob, the faith of the ruler. We're even talking about our faith today. You know, before I begin this sermon, I want to first say faith is a difficult thing. It's not something that we get on our own, but it's something that we cooperate in and act freely with the with God's grace. Because honestly, faith is not something that we can do on our own. A lot of people say, oh, I've come to faith, you know, by myself. That's not how it works. Faith is an act of grace, and it's a human act as well. So let's keep that in mind. So what does it mean to have faith? Well, look at your first reading today. You look at Jacob. He's traveling. We don't really know where he's traveling yet, but he stops at this place, this random place, and, you know, he uses a stone as a pillow, as a pillow. And so he's, you know, laying on this pillow, this stone, and God comes in a vision saying, I will bless you and your offspring, and I will be with you. I will not dismiss you until I have accomplished all that I have said. So God's making this promise to Jacob saying, okay, your offspring's going to inherit all the earth. You're going to be blessed, and I'm going to journey with you. I will not dismiss you until I've done what I've said. And what does Jacob do when he wakes up? He says, I didn't know that, the, that God was dwelling here. So he makes this a holy spot. And he says, if I am to journey safely, the Lord will be my God. So again, there's that faith aspect. But I want to talk about the, the, the difference in faith in the gospel reading. Because in the gospel reading, Christ has done a sermon, I think, you know, on being a disciple of Christ. Because again, we're following the discipleship uh, discourses. Uh, in the Gospel of Matthew. And, you know, he's he's spoken all these things to him. And then a ruler comes up to him and says, My daughter has passed, but if you impose your hand, I know she will be alive. Okay, so Jesus sees his face, so he starts walking to this, this ruler's house. He's walking to her house, to his house. And then a woman comes up behind him, and with her face, she says, I just need to touch his garment, and I will be well. Okay, so these are the two ideas of faith here. But then he gets, in, and then he turns around and sees her and says, Be well, my daughter, for your faith has saved you. Okay, but now let's look at the, the opposite of that. Look at the crowd. Going to this ruler's house, this, you know, she's dead. And Christ says, she's not dead, she's just asleep. And they rebuke him. They belittle him, saying, oh, you know, and, and, and so that's the lack of faith contrast. So I want to focus on those three emphases here. And I want to look at specifically the ruler versus the crowd, okay? That's the two aspects of faith that we're going to be talking about. So first of all, look at the ruler. He comes up to Christ and says, you just need to impose your hand and she will be well. That's a lot of faith to say that God and Christ is going to do this thing. But he does it because he knows, he has faith that Jesus can do this thing. And then look at the crowd, though. They say, you know, he says, oh, he's not, she's just asleep. They belittle him. They, they, they just, they make fun of him. They laugh at him, make a mockery of him. And so which one are we like? Are we like the ruler who comes to Christ and says, you just need to impose your hand and I know she will live? 
Or are we like the crowd who denies? And Garrett has his key, right? Yeah, why? I locked the door. Okay. okay what are you I'm doing a little recording thing. Oh. Papa, come here. Anyway, sorry about that. So, uh, who are we like? You know, we can have all the faith in the world when things are going well. We can have all the faith in the world. But when times are difficult, we lose the faith. We become like the crowd. We can be like the ruler all we want. But then we become like the crowd when times are hard. Why? Well, I think part of the reason is we doubt God and we doubt that he can do what he says he does for us. You know, we we like to challenge or test him when it's not our place to do so. When our back is against the wall and we decide that, oh, he cannot do his, he, he will not fulfill his promise, he won't be with me, you know, all these other things, we're going to be like the crowd and say, oh, this is impossible, she, she's dead. But why aren't we like the ruler who knows the power of God and who knows what Christ can do? Why aren't we more like that? And I think part of it is culture. The world tells us that believing in a higher power, <clears throat> believing in a higher power when things are difficult is absurd. The world's like the crowd telling us, oh, this doesn't happen, this isn't a thing. But, you know, we have to lean on our faith. You know, God isn't all rainbows and kittens. I've discussed this before. And I've, dis and, and, and I've discussed it in relation to being a disciple of Christ. Well, our faith isn't going to be rainbows and kittens either. As much as some prosperity preachers will make you think, oh, everything about being a follower of Christ, being, you know, believing in Christ and is, is so good. Problem is, it's not. Problem is, it's not. It's going to be your back's against the wall. You don't know what else to do. You feel like giving up. And that's when our faith is tested. Who are we going to be like? Are we going to be like the ruler and have that faith and have that, that hope and that confidence? Are we going to be like Jacob and have that confidence? Well, even in the psalm, in the responsorial psalm, I will be with them in times of tribulation. So Christ has not deserted us when we're in need. If anything, he is with us evermore. He's with us evermore because then we can depend on him fully. You look at a lot of the saints who have the stigmata. You know, you can look up a, a list of saints that have the stigmata. And what did they do in their suffering? They didn't complain about it. They did not complain about, be, about having the suffering, about having the stigmata. If anything, they used it to draw closer to Christ in their faith and to deepen their faith because God had given them a great gift. To receive the wounds of Christ is a very special grace, a very special gift, and very few saints have been imparted with the stigmata. 
If you look at the saints and their lives and what they went through, what is the, the, the common denominator, the common factor? The common factor is they did not lose their faith in God even when things were difficult. They didn't lose hope. They didn't lose faith. It didn't matter what might have been going on in their life. They used that as an opportunity to draw closer to God and to really put their faith on display for the world. Because the world tells us that in our deepest, darkest moments, God isn't there. That believing in a higher power in tribulations and trials and conflicts and struggles, it's not going to get you anywhere. That's what the world says to us. But we should be much like the ruler in today's gospel. We should be much like the woman who touched his garment. We should be ever believing and ever faithful that God will deliver on his promises and that he will never abandon us, even in times when things may seem most treacherous. And I know that is hard to do. I know it's hard to, to be in a position where you're in something so terrible, so terrifying, so strenuous and struggling and difficult and say, where's God? That's what you want to say. Where is God? Why is he not helping me get out of this situation? But here's the thing, guys. He's not always going to help you get out of the situation. He may help you through the situation, but maybe he wants you to suffer so that you will depend on him more fully. That you will depend on him more fully and that you will want to be with him more in, in a deeper relationship, in a more meaningful relationship. In closing, I simply want to make a few comments. First of all, the life of a Christian, the life of a Catholic is not paved with happiness. It is paved with suffering. St. Peter says it so elegantly, be prepared to suffer for your faith. And even Christ says, he says, if you suffer, know that you suffer for me and that the world hated me first. And it hates you because of me. We need to be prepared to suffer. Our faith will be tested. The world's going to test us. And we have to determine how are we going to answer that test? Are we going to be like the crowd and say, oh, it doesn't matter, this can't happen, God can't do this thing? Or are we going to be like the ruler? Are we going to be like the woman and say, God is faithful, he will not abandon me, he keeps his promises, and he strengthens me? Which do you want to be like today? Which are you like right now in your life? Are you in a situation where you feel like God is not there with you? If you feel that way, this prayer that we're going to pray tonight is for you. Let's go ahead and end in prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, I offer this prayer, especially for those that may be going through a difficult time right now, that feel that you're not there that you are far and distant and you cannot fulfill the promises that you've made to us, you've chosen. Be with them, especially tonight, Lord. Draw them close into your sacred heart. Wrap your arms of mercy and love around them and let them know that you are there and they are not alone. 
be with all of us, Lord, as we continue to struggle in our faith as Catholics. Be with us as we go through the daily temptations of the world and what the world lures us into. Let us keep our gaze always on you and know that whatever you add that we ask in faith, you will do. Because you never decline anyone that is faithful and that asks in complete confidence of your will and everything that you have designed for a reason. We ask this through Christ our Lord who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. As always, thank you guys for listening. It means so much to me. As always, three different ways to reach me. If you have the Anchor app, I would love to hear from you. Uh, leave me a voicemail. Great, it'd be great to hear from you guys. Uh, my Facebook page, Catholic Reflections, what the Mass readings mean for us today. I know I've been quiet on there, and I do apologize. I'm going to try to get back on there this weekend. Uh, or my email, c.sobey2394 at yahoo.com. Or baldwin1516 at gmail.com is my most recent one. Um, as always, thank you guys. Getting a, a lot of uh, feet, a lot of different plays on some different things. Uh, looks like my hardness of heart podcast is getting up there with 31 so like i said the first podcast episode to go 100 plays i will do another episode on that topic so as always thank you guys for listening you guys are absolutely wonderful and as always this is Catherine baldwin for catholic reflections good night and god bless you